Let me just remind you that God gave you the vision. God gave you the nudge. God gave you the idea. God gave you the creation to create this thing that you're like, maybe it's a good idea to start XYZ program or open up XYZ business. God gave it to you not to your husband, right? And so I want you to build this with boundaries and not from a place of proving him wrong, but just teaching him. My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are doing so, so well. I am doing well. Things are moving and shaking in my business. I'm ready to get into just another busy season in business, which I'm really, really, really excited about. I know exactly where my business is going. I am currently obsessed with solving my clients' problems. And just being in that energy feels so, so good. On top of that, I am really loving mom life. I think now that I'm getting a good night's sleep on a regular basis because my little one is, you know, he's been sleeping through the night for the last three months since he was born. So I feel like my entire body and mind is just like readjusting and I feel like a whole different human. I feel like I've said this probably like multiple times, but I just continue being so grateful for it. So yeah, mom life is really fun. We're doing all the Halloween things for PJ. We are baking the cookies and going to the pumpkin patches and haunted house stuff. Well, not that haunted because he's a little young, but we're just, we're having so much fun. Like he loves Halloween. I wasn't even into Halloween before PJ, but I love holidays and I love celebrating holidays. So we're just doing a lot of that right now and it's so fun. All right, let's get into today's episode. Y'all, I am so excited about today's episode. Today, I am talking with the amazing Karina F. Daves. So if you don't know who Karina is, you'll get to know her on today's episode. But Karina is a relationship coach. She's a recovering perfectionist. She's a mom of two. She is an incredible content creator. And she happens to be one of the first, first clients I ever worked with when I started working with folks one-on-one. So her and I worked together early 2021 when she was starting her business. I helped her sell her first high-ticket program. And she's just like incredibly evolved and grown her business. She also works a nine-to-five and has a thriving coaching business along with really like prioritizing her marriage and her family life. And because I know her personally and she's such a good friend of mine, I know that she does such a great job at taking care of herself too. So this is a big reason why I wanted her on the podcast. She literally does it all and I get a closer view than most people because she's my friend, my great, great, great friend. And I was just like, I need to get her on the show because she does it all and I need to know how. So 
I wanted to have her on the show because her and I always have such great conversations about relationships. She's been married, I think, 11 years now. I am going on 10 years in a couple months. And every time we get together, we talk about marriage and we talk it, we talk about it in this way that I feel like most people don't. Her and I we we really value our family life. We value our husbands, but we also value ourselves and we know our worth and we know what we want and we're not willing to really sacrifice what we want for what society thinks our marriages should look like. And instead, we just we just have these great conversations about marriage and running businesses and being loud ass Latinas, right? Powerful women. So I wanted to bring that conversation today to the podcast and really sh- like pick her brain on what her thoughts are on really growing a business while being married. Now, if you're not married, that's okay. You're going to take a lot away from this. But I think regardless, I wanted to just talk about marriage and I wanted to talk about business in a very open space with an expert who knows relationships at such a different level. I go to her for my own relationship advice. So she is just, she's so good at what she does. Karina has been featured on We All Grow, Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, so many places online. She has an entire following on TikTok, on Instagram, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who 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 hear her message. It's such a strong message. So I know you're going to love her. Let's get into this episode and let's talk relationships and business with Karina F. Daves. You guys, I'm just going to be real with you. Karina and I are very very great friends. And we have a hard time not laughing for the majority of our conversations. So if we're a little silly, I want you to take this. I want you to take this and I want you to think I can have a happy marriage or a good marriage. And I could also be a happy person Yes, with a family, with businesses, with careers, with all the things. Okay, Karina, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. We have tried to record this a hundred times and it never happens because we just end up chitty chatting, but I love you and thank you for being here. Do you, can you just give us a little, little, little tiny background? I already gave them a background in the intro, but give them, give everybody a little, a tiny little something about you and how you have become not only a relationship coach, but really a huge, huge influence, not just through your content, but like really in people's lives and helping them think about their relationships differently and helping them think about themselves differently. Mm, Such a good question. Super heavy. Hi, everybody. I'm Karina. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Kat knows how much I love her. Thank you so much for having me. I met Kat a couple years ago. She was my first private business coach. And um, we became amazing friends. And I'm just so grateful to have met her and that God made our paths cross. And I think that one of the biggest, I would say like biggest cornerstones of how I got to where I am today in my business was really taking the mask off. You know, I think from the outside looking into business and marketing and how people build communities, it seemed to me that it was very much built on a lot of bells and whistles and promises that, you know, seemed kind of sweet, but I never knew if people could actually make them happen. And so I think when I started my business, I was very much in this space of like, Yes, I wanted to serve, but I got really tripped on replicating what other people were doing. And I think that when I switched the gears to just serving without really giving a darn about what anybody thought, and I showed up as like God's daughter and his child and my funkiness and in my just like quirkiness, um, I really was able to serve people because people don't buy like 
the fake you. People don't want to work with the fake you. They want to work with you. And relationship coaching is very near dear to my heart because I come from a long lineage of divorce and being married was very difficult for me because I was trying to replicate something that I was trying actually not to replicate what I saw growing up. And instead I became a very controlling partner. And so much of the content that you see online, actually all of the content that you see online are past testimonies. Nothing is actually happening in my marriage right now, that content you will see a couple years from now. Um, But I think that relationships is very near dear to me, not just because of my marriage, but because of the friendships that I've gained and um, no longer have in my life. And uh, relationships is everything, right? Not just with your romantic partners or friends, but with your crazy toxic boss, which I used to complain to Kat about. Or, um, you know, with your parents or with your money or with your business, like relationships are literally everything. They really, really are. And this is one of the reasons I'm so, I really want us to have this conversation. So we're talking about marriage and business today. And the reason is because when Karina and I see each other, we talk about marriage and business all the time. That's our lives. We both have children. We both have businesses. Karina has an entire career alongside her business. We both have husbands that we we love deeply. And every time we get together, we end up talking about marriage. And I wanted to extract that conversation and really bring it to you guys and help Anybody here listening to this, one, being an example of what's possible in terms of relationship and marriage, but two, also just help you identify like who you get to be in your life and you get to be that person with the relationships that you also want to curate and like take care of in your life and nurture. So, okay, let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. I I got so many questions for you, Karina. Um, because not only from a standpoint of like my clients, which I, I definitely thought about them, but I also have questions for you just about (laughs) your like marriage and your experience and everything you guys been through. So number one, I want to start with the question that I get, or I should say comment I get from time to time from people who are starting new businesses and they are Mm. saying, my partner doesn't support me or my husband doesn't support me in my business. So therefore my business is going to struggle. I have an answer to this, but I want to start with you. What do you say to someone who's like, I'll never be able to build this because it's just like my life is too hectic and my husband doesn't support me or my partner doesn't support me. And it's just, uh, it's not going to work. What do you have to say to that person? What kind of questions do you have? Okay. So I want you to think about your husband like the security guard outside of the nightclub checking for, you know, guns and weapons, making sure that there is nothing in your purse that is going to be harmful to you or to anybody else inside. And inside is your business. Your husband is just a security guard. And the only thing that you need now, which you may have not really practiced before, is now you just need boundaries with your husband. And it's very simple. And having boundaries with your husband looks like this. One, it looks like you giving up the idea of what support means. Up to now, in your mind, support means that your partner is going to understand everything that you are trying to build. Let me just remind you that God gave you the vision, God gave you the nudge, God gave you the idea, God gave you the creation to create this thing that you're like, maybe it's a good idea to start X or Y, Z program or open up X, Y, Z business. God gave it to you, not to your husband, right? And so I want you to build this with boundaries and not from a place of proving him wrong, but just teaching him. So what this looks like, let's put it in in actual terms, right? I remember, like, obviously my partner is my best friend. I remember going to my husband and we were going on this walk. And I was like, okay, so I want to build this coaching business. And 
I already know I'm going to sell it for nine, no, nine ninety seven. One on one coaching, six months to work with me. <laughs> and my husband was like, nobody's going to buy that. Straight up told me, nobody's going to buy that. And I was like, instead of being offended and allowing that moment of the person that I look up to and love so much to shut me down and make me feel like I really can't do this and then get into a battle with him of why it's going to work and throw this sort of like offended tantrum. Instead, I got curious, which is the second thing I want you to do. Just get curious. And I asked, why don't you think anybody's going to buy that? And he said, people can't afford it. So then I realized, I'm like, it's not that people can't afford it. It's that the people that he thinks would buy it can't afford it or that he sees people a certain way that can't afford it. And I said, well, what would you price it at? And he's like, I don't know, like $4.97. And I said, so $4.97 for six months of working with me, I have a master's. <laughs> Honey, I have a master's in social work. I was a professor for five freaking years. I have certificate after certificate, but I I hear you, $4.97. And then the conversation was over. We walked back. I gave him a kiss, went back into my office, and I built the program for nine. No, I ended up then getting on a coaching call with Kat maybe like a week later, and I sold it for $14.97. And I remember coming out of the room and being like, I got my first sale, $14.97. He was like, what? And I was like, mm-hmm. And I, I he... <laughs> He held his tongue and he said, congratulations. And I said, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it for $17.97. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. I love it. And I now, love- come to think of like where we are now, Kat, he's just like, his mind is blown. The stages that I've been on, the rooms that I've been in. And it wasn't, and it's not that your husband doesn't believe in you. It's just that he doesn't see it the way you do because he wasn't given the vision. You got to understand that. A hundred, a hundred percent. I I love that so much the way that you, you really simplified it. Like it's boundaries and curiosity. Like mm-hmm. you have to come at it with curiosity. You know what helped me? One thing I really had to think differently when I was starting my business. And when I felt that Paul, my Mm -hmm. husband wasn't, you know, supporting me, I realized that like, why would he support me if I'm half assing it or half have Mm -hmm. one foot in one foot out? So I remember having a conversation with myself saying like, okay, if you really want him to support you, one, he has to see the full vision. Like he's just seeing little like, oh, this would be cool. It would be cool if I did X, Y, Z, or like, how cool would it be if I kind of want to do this? Like, how cool would it be if I do this? But what changed for me is like, I got to like sit down with him and he needs to know how serious I am about this as well. And I remembered that shift. It was like a moment in our marriage right before my business really, I started putting the effort into my business that I wanted. I sat down with him. I created a, well, before I sat down with him, I identified like, here's what I want to talk to him about. And it was basically, I wanted to sit down with him and talk about our schedules because I needed Mm -hmm. time away from our life to work on my business. So that was kind of the purpose. But what it turned into is like, I want him to really see how serious I am because if he sees that I'm like serious about this, like he loves me, he cares. Of course, he's going to like understand more. So for me, I had to like, I, I remember sitting down with him and I'm like, look, I'm going to start a business and it's going to take, it's going to be a part of our life. Like it's gonna, and like, cause it is, you know, and I'm like, and I just want to know that I have, that you have my back. And I kind of also want to be in communication with you. And like, I want you to know that this is happening and I want not only to have your support, but I also want you to just be in the know a little bit. Right. And Mm -hmm. I also got to tell you what I need because I'm going to need some stuff from you and not from him, but like time. Mm-hmm. So when I sat down to have this conversation, and this was back in like 2020, yeah, 2020, I talked to him. He got, I, I was like, look, I, I would really like a full weekend day <laughs> to work on my business. <laughs> and we figured out a schedule that worked for us. And so that I could 
have time into my business. And that was like the first step to us having like for, for him, not, I didn't need his support more than I just needed his support as a partner, not mm. to support me in my business, but I just needed to hear it from my partner that like, are you okay with this? Cause this is going to be a big part of my life. And in turn, yeah. it's going to be a big part of yours. And I'm just com- trying mm. to come at you with respect because I love mm. you and you're, you are my life partner. So like, mm. here's what's happening and here's what I deeply desire. And that really helps set the expectation when I would work, especially because my husband's love language is quality time. So if I was going to take that away, I wanted to be like 100 with him, you know? Mm, I love so that, that. That was really helpful. How did you figure out? I'm very curious. How did you guys figure out time? away because like you had to carve the time out of marriage you have kids right like Mm -hmm. how did you carve out that time and did you have to talk about it talk to uh your partner about it your husband yeah so this is actually like a very popular question that i get when people find out i have a full-time job they're always like wait 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 (laughs) how do you do it like i don't understand um and i think you know, obviously the pandemic helped a lot being home at first (laughs) and, you know, having a business that is run online is also very easy. But for us, you know, Terrence actually started working on his dream way before I did. So his dream was to become a race car driver. And I remember being a little bit jealous that like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was very much like just trying to climb the corporate ladder and get more letters behind my name. I actually signed up for an MBA. I didn't finish it, which would have been my second master's. And uh, throughout that time, my husband was very clear, kind of like you, Kat, like what he needed. And so he was like, okay, this is the schedule. And I remember being like, when did you freaking become so like organized? (laughs) Like, he's like, out of nowhere. I'm the same way. I'm never organized, but w- I was very organized when I wanted to. Yeah, when my you business. want, when you, <laughs> yeah, when you wanted something. So he's like, okay, so this is what I need. And I was like, what? I was, my whole world was like, what? And he's like, so in order for me to fund this race car, I need to work a side hustle. And that side hustle has to happen at night. So because you teach Tuesday, Thursdays, that means that I can only side hustle Monday, Wednesdays and some Saturdays. So that's what I need. And I was like, okay. So he's like, so those days you'll have to like, obviously pick up the kids. And then on my days, I'll pick up the kids and then we'll figure out our weekends, you know, weekend by weekend. And I remember thinking, I I think in the beginning I was very much, but like, what time will you be done? And then after a while I had to just let that stuff go, you know, because I was just like, he's working on his stuff. Like he's not with no other chick. You know, his chick is his car. So I just had to let a lot of that stuff be. And I think that that's really when God worked on my controlling spirit. Like, you know, because this was also a season we were trying to save for a house. So we didn't have any cable. (laughs) So I was like stuck at home watching Netflix and meal prepping (laughs) and (laughs) cooking. And I'll never forget this. And I know it's such a small detail, but we had our... Uh, clothes, our our washer machine was in our kitchen. And and so I didn't have like a place to like dice when I cooked. So I had to always dice on the freaking lid of the washer machine. And I found it so annoying. And I remember being so pissed off and making meal after meal thinking to myself, we're in this small 700 foot square apartment. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm sitting here supporting this dream that I think is so stupid of building, of being a race car driver, but I'm obedient to it anyways. And so to answer your question, I learned from Terrence how to then ask for the time. So when I started my business, it was only six months after Terrence had become a race car driver. So if you ask him, it may not have been like the yeah. best 
online. That would be interesting to get his perspective. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit annoying um, because he had spent five years building this race car. Then I got pregnant. We had Levi. We bought a home. And so the goal was, I remember my son was born November 29th, November 28th. He went into the garage. He put the list, little trinkets last or whatever. Levi was born. And then that maybe February, COVID happened, but like the race world didn't care about COVID. So they were still racing. It's an outside event. And in those first beginning months, he was out there racing. And I was starting to talk about a podcast and a blog. And he was like, okay, he bought me my first mic. And then after about maybe eight months of working with like a social media person, <laughs> two social media managers. Then I I took Janice uh, Yo Quiero Dinero's boot camp course. And after I took her boot camp course, I realized I needed to start a business. And then I had that conversation. And, you know, Terrence was very like, okay, we'll see where this goes. I don't think it was that he didn't believe in me. I think that, and maybe we should talk about this for a little. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I think that it is yeah. completely normal for your partner to be a little jealous of you. <laughs> totally. Um, right? Totally. We should definitely yeah. talk about this. Yeah. So that's what happened. That's how I learned from him. Yeah. No, that's so, so, so good. I actually would love to have this conversation around jealousy because one of the topics I wanted, I, I was going to ask you off of this was I remember, I remember getting frustrated I've always been a workaholic and that has been, I would say a little problem in our relationship in the beginning. I think now I have such a handle on it and I'm also a really great communicator. And I also am considering my husband's like needs and desires and wants that I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm just better at it right now mm -hmm. that, but I remember at a time like, Paul would literally like get upset with me for working. And in my head, I'm like, I don't need the quality time. Like, like we could be on our laptops next to each other. And I'm like, oh my God, how fun is this? <laughs> like for me, that's like so cute. Like this is the life. <laughs> but for Paul, that's like, and oh, like he wants my attention. And I do too. You know what I mean? Like our, like, mm -hmm. like when our, when we get to connect, it's just, you know, it's my favorite. Yeah. But I would like to talk about the jealousy piece because, and why I bring this up is because when I became a mom, mm -hmm. I started keeping a lot more score, as I'm sure you know, with your clients mm -hmm. and with your own life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I started to get very, I just started becoming jealous that like, especially because I quit my job. I became a stay-at-home mom. I was trying to build something. And it felt like Paul just had the life and was, and he was also super invested in his career at that time. And he was trying to build his career and it felt like it was taking off faster than mine, me and my business. And then I also was like, well, his is taking off because he has all the time in the world and, rah, 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 and he gets to do, right? So it was, it just became this, like, it was a very, uh, it was a tough, tough chapter in our marriage. And a lot of it had to do with like me keeping score. Mm. He didn't know how to support me and what I needed at that time. I probably didn't even know what I needed. Yeah. Um, but there was like a lot of resentment like that like mm. brewed up at that time. This was years ago now. And I, I feel like kids actually helped us unpack a lot. Not especially mm -hmm. now because we have two, but tell us about like, how, how do you see jealousy coming up in, in relationships or it could be your experience mm -hmm. too and how mm -hmm. it affects like our relationships and how to kind of like break that down. So we don't feel that way. Yeah. Well, I actually think it's good to feel jealousy. I think it's the second thought that we have after we feel the jealousy that we have to navigate through, right? Because like jealousy is normal. I think it's this, the action that you take after you feel the jealousy. So, so good. You know, so I remember being jealous of Terrence building his race car, but then I had to ask myself why I felt jealous. And it was mainly because I felt like I had nothing going on. 
So that was something that was right, like happening in my mind. And then when the business took, so the first year I spent time with the podcast and the blog. The second year I took Janice's course. I worked with you. I worked with Erica and her TikTok course. And um, I got my first client. It's not that my husband didn't believe in me. It's just that mm, people weren't talking about me yet. And by people, I just mean whoever the algorithm decided to show my content to. Because at that point, after working with Kat, I started showing up real, but um bum and um, in my content. And so once I started showing up as myself and things started going more and more viral, he would get a lot of messages from people like friends of friends to be like, oh my God, I saw your wife. She just posted this. I can't believe you guys went through that. And he's like, what did you post? And he's like, that happened years ago. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. He's like, people really love you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And I was like, and I'm building this. And then I w- we wouldn't you know, say too much about it. Then I brought on somebody that what to my podcast when I was having guests. Her name, um, I forgot her name. Maybe her name was Serenity. There's this company called Serenity Kids. They make organic baby food. I bring her on. I record the podcast episode. I leave my office to go tell him like my first sort of like celebrity on my podcast and the fact that like my podcast had hit like a thousand downloads or something. And I ran out to tell him and he was not faced. He was like, that's good. And I remember being like, that's it? That's good? And he's like, that's good. And then there's, you know, when you don't, (laughs) when you're in those moments, you have two options. You either navigate your emotions and you become curious, or you decide not to navigate your emotions and you blow up. And that time I blew up. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, what is wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Terrence is one of those people that are extremely self-aware. Just You just got to give him like five minutes. But by the time he's self-aware, I'm so riled up. <laughs> like by the time he's like saying, oh, this is my mistake. I, I realize that this is what's happening. I'm so riled up that it's hard to bring me back down back then. And in that moment, he was like, I think I'm really insecure. And I was like, what? I was like, we don't need about what? And he's like, things just happen so fast for you. It took me five years to get down the track. It takes you a year to get a guest, a podcast going, become popular online. He's like, I just feel like because I didn't go to college the way you did, I don't have the same like road. And so- in that moment, I was just like, you know, baby, I can't fix your insecurities. Um, I love you so much. And I know who's ever listening is going to laugh at the next thing I said. But I was like, maybe you should talk to somebody. I was like, maybe you should go to therapy. No, but for real. But for real. I was like, maybe you should go to therapy because I can't fix or nurse your insecurities because if I try to fix your insecurities, I'm going to be watching my back, making sure that I don't trigger your insecurities. And right now I really feel like God is calling me to do this big thing. And if I'm stepping on eggshells around you because I don't want to make you feel insecure for my next milestone because there's going to be a lot, I was like, then like this is not going to work. I feel like you need another person. And usually I would say, let's go back to our our, um, marriage therapist. But I was like, I think this is like a solo thing. And really quickly, I just want to share for whoever is listening, a second instance, this this happened twice in our marriage. That happened that one time, right? The second time this happened was when I got a tech job and I transitioned and became head of household. Now that situation happened differently because when I got that, literally the day that I got that job, I said, how do you feel? And Terrence, the first thing he said to me was, I need to go back to therapy. And I was like, why? And he goes, because this is like an ego male thing that you won't understand. I'm, I feel like now that I'm not going to be head of household anymore, like this is a big like mind F. And I know from the past that this isn't something that you can help me with. I need to go back to Jennifer, his therapist. And I was like, good for you. Now let's get in the bedroom and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, can we just round of applause for Terrence and his 
wildly self-aware self. Like mm-hmm. what? That isn't, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's onto himself at this level is like yeah, 10 out of 10 for you to even realize those emotions. Like those are, that's hard for me to like, it's yeah. That's just so, yeah. So yeah. kudos. This is because so he, good though. One more thing. Cause I think this is going to be even crazier. What, what a lot of people don't know is when I got the tech job, it required Terrence to leave his career. Mm. So it wasn't just about the money. My husband left a master auto technician 10-year career that he had spent building up at Nissan to then go and work in facilities, okay, mm-hmm. cleaning so that he could mm. pick up and so he he could pick up the kids so he could have a flexible schedule 10 minutes from the kids so that mm-hmm. I could commute to the city. Yeah. Like that was the big game changer. Yeah, but you know the beautiful thing here is like I I just love hearing this story because it's like you guys are building as a unit. Unit. Yeah, that's the It's difference. building as a unit because it's like each person like you it, it doesn't always feel like taking turns. Like sometimes it does in feel in marriage yeah. in terms of building, but I think building a very full robust life of life, yeah. like a lot of lifing yeah. involves yeah. like the the give and take with your partner in so many mm-hmm. different ways. What made me think of um, you telling these stories made me think of us, one, me quitting my job and two, us not only quitting my job, quitting my job and then downgrading our apartment because we had just moved to LA wow. so we could have a more comfortable lifestyle within three months, like we moved and then I quit. And then it was like, well, if I'm going to quit, we need to be a little more cozy. So let's get a smaller apartment. And Mm. PJ, we had to put his crib in the walk-in closet. (laughs) And like, we just had to like, and that was just like our situation at that phase. And this was just a couple of years ago, you know, but Mm -hmm. it, it, and, but that gave me the space for me to build my business and he wanted to build his career and that's why we came to LA. So it was like, we give and take and there's seasons of it. And it's not always keeping score. And that's not what I'm talking about here, but it's like, Mm -hmm. how do we, and Paul and I talk about this more often now than ever, because now we have our second boy. And right now, Paul and I are in a phase of life where it's, it feels like we're just like throwing the baton back and forth. Like, you got it. You good. You happy. We're, we're solid. Like, yeah. oh, I yeah. can feel a date night we need. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, we're just like really working right now. And mm-hmm. you know what I've noticed mm-hmm. that happens a lot of when, when things like when we are vibing is I'm, we're so easy, easy. We forgive each other so easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I even told him the other day, I was like, hang on. Our forgiveness game, though? Yo, yo. Kat is so on point. I have literally the best example. I used to blow up if Terrence didn't start the dishwasher at night and I would wake up in the morning and the dishes weren't clean and I had to clean them, like I would blow up. Yesterday morning, I kid you not, yesterday morning, no, this morning. It was this morning. I come down and I, I, I'm away from the gym. The kids are still sleeping. I open up the dishwasher and the dishes are still dirty. And Terrence is standing right there. And I'm like, oh, honey, you, st- you didn't turn on the dishwasher. His words verbatim were, oh, my bad. Play is up. And I said, <laughs> that's so funny. And I closed the dishwasher and I started it and I just figured it was something else to use. You move on. I didn't care. I moved moved on. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun when your forgiveness game is high in marriage. And Mm -hmm. and I I know we kind of switched, turned the wheels here, but I, I think, I think Karina's example, my example, I just, for the folks listening, I want to be very clear that like, us building our businesses didn't mean that our partners were like jumping for joy when we told them we yeah. were starting our businesses. And for every mile, like sometimes I want to normalize 
sometimes when big things happen in your business that you are excited about, it is okay and normal for your partner not to be at your level every single time you have something exciting yeah. happen in your business. Like this yeah. is your business. And of course, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you have a good partner, by the way, I'm talking about like good partners here, but like even good partners, whatever you define that as, even good partners, they're not like, at least in my experience, like they're humans. Like, They are humans with their own stuff the same way you are human with your own stuff. And Mm -hmm. when you're building something, I'm sure you have words too, but like when you're building something, I just want you to not have the expectation of like needing something from your partner for you to be successful. Like if you want to be successful in what you do, you have to figure that out with the circumstances you're in right now and then see where that takes it. Yeah. And I think even when I think about your original question of like time, I'm like, of course, I had to use the night. <laughs> that was my time. I think for you too, Kat, like, right? Yes. When you were staying home, mom, like, dude, I, I had to do <sighs> it at night. <laughs> or very, very, very early in the morning. Like, yeah. Or I, the, or the weekends when I first started my business, I was, I recently stopped working on the, on the weekends, but like in the beginning, I was working on the weekends, like, and nights. Dude, and I had that. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just saying I had an 8 p.m. client call when I was bringing in 150, 60, 70K. Wow. And I remember like, I cannot wait till I get rid of this 8 p.m. call. And the only reason it was at 8 p.m., it was because they were teachers and uh, it was like this two people in this company. They were teachers Mm -hmm. and they had kids and I kind of met them where they were at. And I was just like, you know what? I'm willing to do this. But I remember at that time I was just like, oh, I can't wait till I could work regular hours. But I still put in the work. And I think I had a 7 a.m. call on Fridays for a va- like literally all of 2021. Like not only did I have wow. one seven name client, I had a second that took that over after that. So it was like a whole I was year. 8 a.m. I think I was 8 a.m. Yeah, you were a very early one. I think you might yeah. have been one of those 7 a.m.s. Oh seven my or gosh. eight a.m.s. Like, but that was me putting in the work, right? Like that was me yeah. putting in the work. And that's what you, you know. You, you yeah. know what the worst is when you're about what? to get on a client call and you just argued. <laughs> Oh, so fucking real. It's real. If we want to talk about marriage and business, that can happen. Or I'm about to go make some content and we just argued about something and I have to go and and teach about it and in in tears and I'm upset about some crap he said. A hundred percent. I was just telling my mastermind clients, I don't know who I was telling this to, but I was like, Look, I have recorded a podcast in like literally right after having a huge, huge fight with my Mm -hmm. husband. And then I got to go create it at friggin' 11 p.m. because that's Mm -hmm. the only slither of time I could create it. I've created podcasts a little tipsy after a happy hour (laughs) that I shouldn't have drank at, but it was like a podcast episode needs to go out tomorrow because that's my commitment Mm -hmm. that I made to myself. There's so many Mm -hmm. things. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like my business, it doesn't have pressure, but it is, it, it, it is a space that I use to release. Like it, for me, I know it sounds weird to say, but my business resets me sometimes, like allows me to release and say things that just, I need to get off my chest or do things, you know, like for me, um, you know, especially in, in 2021, that was a very difficult year for me personally. And my business was my outlet, you know? And so I think like, um, and I've lost friends from it. Like we're not talking about friendship and business, but I've lost friends because of my business. You know, a lot of people, because there's so much um, window to what we do, <laughs> it's very easy to be like, oh, she was online, but didn't call me back. You know, like little things like that, you know, yeah. but a hundred percent. 100%. You know, that's what's funny is I just was talking to my therapist maybe a couple months ago. You know, what's what I've struggled with is what you just said, how it, your business could become your kind of release. Sometimes I used to see my business as, so here, here's the thing. When I was starting my business, my me time was my business time. 
And that's kind of the way mm. I thought about it. Cause it was like this time I get to use to, for my like passion, you know, my, mm-hmm. whatever I'm passionate about, but that worked until it became my full-time job. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's like, wait, where does the me time fit in? Because this isn't me time now. This is putting in work. Work. You know? Yeah, this is work. Yeah. And you have both. So mm-hmm. how can we talk mm-hmm. about really quickly? <laughs> this isn't a relationship, but this is a relationship with you, like your relationship <laughs> with you. Yeah. How do you, how have it, and I, I've seen you in phase, different phases of life now. What a gift. I'm so lucky. Aww, um, I have seen you in different phases of life. How have you found time for yourself to take good care of yeah. yourself while having so many things moving in action yeah. and in movement in your life? How have you done that? Well, I think that like every stage was a little bit different. I think that when I first started my business, I was very much into like my hobbies were my relationships with my friends and brunches and like, you know, discovering new things and things of that nature. And as my business grew, I would say that this year has actually been in full transparency the hardest. And, you know, having a partner that (laughs) – just calls you out because your marriage is your mirror. You know, Terrence recently told me that I didn't have a hobby. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, you don't have a release. Like, I know you sometimes go to the spa or you go to whatever, but like you go work at your, your business isn't as small as it used to be. Like, it's like a pretty big deal right now. And he's like, and he's like, I find my release by going down the track. Like, what's your release? And I'm like, in the bedroom with you. I mean, like, I think (laughs) (laughs) it's a great release. Yeah, like that's a good. I was like, you know, time on the train and stuff like that. And he, and then you know, I know it sounds weird to say, but like recently, I googled like hobbies, and there's hiking, and there's other stuff. And I think right now. I'm not focused on a hobby. I'm focused on finding time to take care of my health. So yeah, like that's my priority right now. So I'm not like going hiking. I'm not like going to a painting class. But right now, the way I'm taking care of myself is making sure that my health is good because God told me that there's a big plan coming and I need to be very, very clear and clean. So I'm pretty much focused on like, drinking certain things or my bone broth or going to Pilates or exercising like or you know making sure and now I go to sleep without my phone next to me like I'm literally thinking of things constantly to keep me pure and good and I think that that's working for me right now but I'm pretty sure in like six months I'll really actually need a physical hobby but you have to do what works for you yeah but that's like a really really big deal when you live such a you know a busy, fast, fruitful life. You know, I feel the same way. It's like, I'm trying to find pockets to, I'm in the take, right. I'm one year postpartum and I'm like finally feeling like myself again, because I basically like had insomnia for a year, but (laughs) right now I'm in a phase of legit of phase of really prioritizing, taking care of myself. And even what that looks like at that, at this level, when yeah. my business is like growing and thriving and like things are moving, right? My, just our lives in general, like we, we just realized like we need to prioritize a housekeeper. We need to prioritize, like there are some things that like we, uh, in terms of our, you know, my life with my husband and kids, like getting my kids in different like classes and like how full our life is getting, I'm realizing more and more that like, okay, I need to, what you were just saying is prioritize taking care of my body and myself. Mm -hmm. And that feels That is a whole ass hobby. It just, it is. It is a whole hobby. And I've seen, you you like lost a lot of weight and you like literally eat vegetables for breakfast. I took care. Kat and I were in, stuck in a room together for like three, four, actually more than three days because then we went to that other house. So maybe like five days we were together. And 
every like hour, I was like, cat, now it's time to eat this. Cat, now it's time to have your ginger lemon hot water. Cat, now it's time to eat a snack, but it's not chocolate. It's made of cacao powder, no sugar, no <laughs> lectins, nothing. <laughs> every morning. She would she would come and give me a glass of ginger lemon water, and it was beautiful. It was the best. <laughs> it's so I like, need to yeah, do that regularly. Lost, yeah, I lost thirty pounds in a year. So that's, that's really incredible. Been my, that's been my hobby like this last year, just yeah. really taking care of myself. Yeah, yeah that's been it. it has been. And when that's I take hard. care of myself, yeah, and when I take care of myself, I'm a better partner. I really am. I'm not just taking care of myself for my business. I'm taking care of myself because I'm a better partner. Like I, I feel better about Mm -hmm. living. Like you said, quality of life matters Mm -hmm. more to me now. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I can come up with better ideas. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think like two hours ago I called him and I said, you know, I don't have any plans this weekend. If you wanted to go and do something, you should. And I think it gives me even ideas to be creative about allowing my partner to also be who he wants to be. You know, I second that so much. You know, it's actually two things I want to talk about before you get off. One is going back to, I I wanted to bring this up. I remember when I went to my first mastermind back in 2021, I went to Mexico and I took time, left, you know, so dramatic, left my family. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I uh, went to this mastermind, la la la. Now this is a regular practice. I typically go a couple times a I mean, not even a couple because we're speaking now, like you're speaking, like yeah. I travel for work. Okay. And mm-hmm. once upon a time, it felt very weird leaving mm-hmm. my family. Like I literally thought like it was bad. Like you should never <laughs> go on vacation on your, by yourself. Now I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> And I realize, no, like it's so valuable for me to go do my things and take care of myself and also grow my business, right? Yeah. But I know there's a stigma for mothers, especially, mm-hmm. and women on the, and single women, or maybe not single, but like in relationships, there's a stigma of like, we shouldn't leave our family. It's yeah. it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's a little shameful. I'm yeah. curious how if you any ever have any guilty thoughts mm-hmm. for for going either on vacation. You and I are going to Mexico soon with the girls. Like <laughs> we, we've seen fun. each other twice this year. We've seen yeah, each other. We're about twice to see each other. Year. We're about to see each other again in Arizona. Oh my gosh, uh, three times. I know, I know. Tell me, do you ever have guilt about it? And if so, what do you do about it? What do you tell yourself? Of course. You know, it's interesting because I used to just have the guilt conversation with myself, but then I, now I just call my partner and I think hearing him say, it's okay. You're not a bad mom. You know, I, I I got it. Like yada, yada, yada. I think listening to him and I actually brought it up to my therapist recently, like literally a month ago, she helped me really unpack mom guilt. And what it came down to is like, I'm a better mom because I get away. I just am. Because when I come back, like I'm so energized with new ideas. I want more intimacy because I haven't had any in a couple of days. Like I'm just a better, funnier, quirkier person. And I think the stigma is that if I go away, I won't come back the same person. Like I'll come back a worse person. And if I stay and never leave, then I'll never change. I'll never have the opportunity to become a better mom, to be a more creative mom. Like I just feel like space and time sometimes is the very gift that God is trying to give your relationship and you should take it. Yeah. It's been pretty transformative for me. And and what it's also done, you mentioned this earlier, is like, here's the thing is I get away more than Paul. Like I, I go more places than Paul because Paul's he he's he just does he's not in our line of work, right? Yeah. And and he used to actually travel for work, but now I'm very much like you should go do this or you should go do mm-hmm. that and like I'm making sure he has I just always have that door available for him to do what could fuel him up if he wants, right? Like there's yeah. pretty much nothing I'll say no to because I support him and because I love him, but for me, you know, I've definitely had mom guilt especially be- with my 
my little one's only one years old, one year mm-hmm. old. And that was tough because I went to a mastermind in Puerto Rico when he was like four or five months. Three? Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to a, a, an event when he was one month, although it was, it was driving distance. Um, but I still, it was like one night away from him. And I will say for, th- for those of you who are in that bucket listening, I just want you to have your own back in terms of like really when you're making a decision to be away from your family, asking yourself before you go to your partner and like being real with yourself, mm-hmm. because if you want to lay all that to your partner, although like you'll, I, you know, you'll likely have a conversation about it, but like, I want you to have your own back first so that you can come to your partner, like with you already having figured your stuff out, maybe, and maybe not. I don't know if you would recommend that, but for me, what helps me is like, what's going to align with like who I want to be and like Mm. the type of person I want to be. Like I try to check in with that and and God, right? Like check, like really Mm -hmm. pray about it and like ask God, like, what do I want? What feels right to me? Right. And, and then and then being like, here's the deal. This is happening. Especially if it's a first time. I think I'm used yeah. to it now. I think you're a little used to it now. But for that yeah. first time, it could feel like a big deal to to go away for business or take care of whatever you want to take care of. And I just want like you to convincing yourself first. Yeah. Like yeah. convincing yourself first. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. And not feeling bad about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're getting down to time. Can I just ask you one question? Yeah talking to your partner about investing in your business. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I've had this conversation. I've had this conversation so much. Have you? Yeah. Tell us what your (laughs) thoughts are. I mean, obviously I have some, but like, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Honestly. Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll 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 give you insight on the conversation we had in January when I had to invest 15k. So, I I make the worst like I I'm really good at relationships, but like sometimes my timing just is a little bit off because I'm so like excited. So, I sometimes choose the worst time to talk about stuff. So, my husband's on the toilet and I just like barge in. And I'm like, "Hey, um so I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> He's like, what? Like, he thinks it's an emergency. And I was like, in, in conjunction with Kat staying, I had to convince myself first, right? So I was like, I've been really thinking about this. Um, I It's time for me to join a mastermind. Um, I am not going to do one-on-one coaching right now. Um, and I'm also telling you this, not because I'm trying to convince you, but because I want to share it with you so that you feel involved, but I'm not looking for your stamp of approval. (laughs) And he was like, okay. And I was like, so I'm about to spend $15,000 on a six month mastermind and I have to go to Puerto Rico for it. What do you think? <laughs> and he was like, and what do you get? And I was like, you know, like six months of weekly coaching and there'd probably be guest coaching. Like I'm also not a great pitcher. So I was like this and then like there's a portal and there's some videos like for me to learn and stuff. But I was like, but the best is that the community, like I really need that. And he looked at me and he said, listen. I would never spend $15,000 on that. He said, but if you feel like that's what you need, and he always says this about every single investment. He always says, honey, listen, if that's what you feel like you need, then you should just pop off and do that. But when I look at you and I look at everything you've built and everything that you do to show up every day for your clients and your community, I really don't feel like you need any of that shit. Like, that's how he talks. He's like very like straight up. And I'm like, I know you don't think I need it because you're not like really in my business world. It's kind of like me not thinking that you need that $4,000 race part. You know, like you really don't need that part, do you? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's 
little true. crazy like, to them. It, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a little crazy. crazy. It's yeah, crazy. it is crazy. Yeah, it is, and so, it is a little crazy. Like, it is let's a little just crazy. call a spade a spade. Yeah. It's crazy. And and yeah, and and then I invested in Gina Knox's a money mastermind this summer. Again, I didn't pick the right time. I I literally he was pulling up into the driveway. Hadn't even gotten out of his car. He roll. I'm standing in front of the window. He rolls down his window. He's like, hey, babe, what's going on? I have a notebook in my hand. I'm like, oh, so listen, um, I'm going to sign up for this mastermind. It's going to help us build a wealth portfolio, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And he's like, it's a no. <laughs> I'm straight up. He's like, how much is it? I'm like, it's like seven, $8,000. I said, he said, it's a no. I said, I know you think it's a no, but I think it's a good idea. He said, I think it's a no. And I said, we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I think that it's really nice to have your partner's buy-in, but how can you have buy-in from somebody that doesn't fully understand what happens in these containers? Yeah. So the what about first you? Time, the first time I invested in a mastermind, it was $25,000. And might I add, we were saving for a second house. <sighs> so the conversation was a little different. <laughs> but I had just made I had just made a hundred K in my business. I had just mm-hmm. hit a hundred K and I really wanted to just like stay on the momentum. Mm-hmm. And I I talked to Paul about it and he's like his, his this was his answer but we're saving for a house. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't even have this money if I if we didn't take out money for the, that one $5,000 program. Because mm. that, that was like one of my first investments. I was like, so mm. I'm going to do it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we're the I'm, same I'm just going, I just like, I want to tell you because I respect you. And then I got to be honest, after that, I kind of keep him out of it. Mm-hmm. I keep him out of it mm-hmm. because it's my business. It's like, it's not, mm-hmm. imagine if he, I mean, he, he's an executive at his job. Imagine if he was running shit by me. It's like, yeah. it's not, it's the yeah. business money. It's not like our house yeah. money. With so what true. I bring in, with what I bring in, that's my money. That's our money, but the business mm. money isn't my husband's money. That's my business's money. It's like a whole other mm. thing. So it's like, that was my biggest lesson there was like, never again will I talk to him about this. But I will say mm. I did have to take from our home money for a mastermind once upon a time. And I had to swallow my pride <laughs> for that because I really didn't want to talk to him. But you know what he said? Mm. You're you're good. We're, you're good for it. He said, Aww. he said, you're good for it. You've proven it over and over. And I was Aww. like, I remember crying. So I think, you know, there's a little lesson. I think overall my growth is just like, for the most part, when you're running a business, you don't need buy-in from anyone except the CEO. And that's you. Yeah, that's you. You know? That's you. It's um, true. And I would I would be very honest with yourself. If you want someone else's buy-in, just know it's for your comfort. Yeah. And it's not for the business. Like, don't expect a strategic answer unless, you know, you, you actually trust their strategic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, listen, listen. <laughs> To anybody who watches my content, my husband's advice to me, and it was a very heavy piece of advice, was that I needed to make all my reels with Drake music in the background. He's like, that's what's going to get you. That's what's going to get you sales. And I was like, why? He's like, people love Drake. And I'm like, can you imagine? If- imagine. imagine. Hey, I love you. I love you. I love you, love you okay. so much. Thank you for so being good. on this show. Where can yes. all the people find you? You have an amazing podcast. You, you have amazing reels that you create. You have amazing content. But I'm actually going to have Karina inside Show Up Real, my group program, just to talk yeah. about not only short 
form video, but really just to talk about her thoughts of how she thinks about creating content because you have, that's a whole other conversation we can have. But anyways, where can the people find you? All right. So if right now you feel like it's time for us to work together to help you overcome your number one relationship issue so that you can go to date nights without arguing on the way to date night and have sex after date night, then go to link in my bio on Instagram where I primarily live at Karina F. Daves. You can book a sales call there or TikTok or my website, KarinaFDaves.com. I also have a podcast called One Day at a Time. And that's where you'll find me. Thank you so much for being here. You're such a gift. I love you so much. Love you. I'll see you later. Okay, ciao. Bye. Hey, amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out Four Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, catdollcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.